Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. This I remember, Mary Ferguson, Katie and Kay. Tonight, my guest is Emmy Neal, who is quite a celebrity in her own right. Many years ago, when CMC was a little twinkle in some people's eyes, she had her eye on CMC and has done so much, or CMC has done so much for her. Now she is doing a great deal for CMC, and CMC is doing a great deal for us. Uh, she is, as I say, quite a celebrity here and in her project in Nicaragua, and I will have you tell, have Emmy tell you about that. When did you first start your trips to Nicaragua? Um, my first trip was last summer in July, but the, the uh, college started the trips in 1990. Uh, in the summer of 1990, uh, a group went down to help uh, the city of Boulder complete a clean water project and that's how the CMC group got started going down and since then we have had many projects and still have projects uh, to do. Uh -huh. We have some projects that, that uh, we're going to introduce this summer. Mm -hmm. You started I think with about seven students and then you took 30 did you say at one time? Last summer there were 30 of us that went down. Uh, this uh, last December uh, we went down again, and there were seven that time. The, not not all students. There there are adults too. Some uh, Dave Harmon, professor at CMC, who uh, really started this program going, um, uh, and and some of his friends from Boulder, who are professors or have been professors over there, went down. People with knowledge that can go down and help us to do these projects to show the people how to do uh, things that will help them in their town. Tell us of some of your experiences. <laughs> well, there there are a lot of them. For one thing, the people of Teotecacite, Nicaragua, the town that we uh, go to visit and to work in, uh, is full of just marvelous, uh, caring people. They are so glad to see us come, and we do not go down there to do all the work. We go down to show them uh, how to do things, and they pitch in and, and work right alongside of us. And um, so the people are one of my marvelous experiences because you get so attached to them and the people with whom you stay, uh, you become so very attached to and you love them dearly. Um, some, uh, do you want to hear some of the projects yes, we have going? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, the very first project uh, that they had going was the, um, of course, the clean water uh, program. And uh, many, many, many babies died every year from infant diarrhea because the uh, water was being taken out of the river, and the river, of course, was used for everything. And um, so this, this clean water project has been a big boon to the town, and now the, the infant uh, death rate is very, very low. 
and uh, besides that, the, the adults in town uh, are more healthy. And then they started uh, other projects. Uh, altogether, the group from Glenwood Springs has had uh, seven trips since 1990, and um, and has uh, I forget uh, 63 people, but many of those people have gone um, more than once. If you go once, you have a big desire to go back again. And um, um, when I first went down, I didn't think I would go back again, but as the time came for the next group to leave, I knew I had to go and see my ladies down there. Um, the, the other projects that they uh, have had down there, um, the permacultural gardening, and, uh, and your advertisement on the radio just a, a moment ago advertised the, the place up in Basalt where, this, where uh, Jerome Ostentoski has, has his permacultural business. And he goes down, he's very interested in this program down there. He has taught the children in the grade school how to raise vegetable gardens. So each class in the grade school has a, a spot in the garden that they have built right there in the schoolyard. And they have learned how to use the compost from um, around the area into the jungle-like um, area around, bringing that compost in and help them with this gardening. He has also help the farmers down there to uh, learn how to get nutrients back into their fields. One of the projects is called the Living Fence. They cut branches from trees and make the fence around the area that they're planting, and this produces nitrogen into the soil. Um, he has taught them how to uh, plant the uh, double plants together and sometimes three, three different kind of uh, plantings together so that one plant gives um, nutrients to the other plant. It's an exchange program among these seeds that, that uh, makes for a healthier crop. Uh, the crops down there are um, rice, well not around Teotihuacinte, the, they raise a lot of rice down in, around Managua, but in Teotihuacinte they raise um, tobacco and coffee, corn, beans, uh, tomatoes. Uh, corn and tomatoes are probably uh, their largest uh, crops. Uh, and then they they have to take those a day's trip to Managua to to market. So tell us about your transportation. Well, the transportation isn't uh, exactly plush. It's uh, uh, when we when we land in Managua and then the next day go on up to Teotihuacinte, it takes about a day's journey. Uh, it takes a day to make the journey. Uh, at first, we ride a bus, and then uh, up to Esteli. And then at Esteli, we're transferred to a truck where we stand up in the back. It has high sideboards, and we stand up in the back and make the rest of the trip into Teotihuacinte. And, uh, well, you sure, you sure do get a good view from the back of that <laughs> truck. It's very mountainous and beautiful and green. And um, uh, we, we cross many rivers and, and uh, very few bridges, and what bridges there are are rather wobbly. But I'll tell you that we've had the same driver both times that I have gone, and he is an excellent driver on those mountain roads and down and in, in and out of the, the rivers and so forth. Um, another uh, another uh, thing that they have going down there, another project going down there, is the reforestation program. And um, at one time, somebody um, did some plowing uh, along a place uh, where uh, to plant some corn and it ruined the water table uh, for the the town 
and so now they are re or at least it injured the the uh, water table so uh, in order to get that water table back to where it was they're, they're doing a big reforestation program and a lot of the students and other people work on this as well as the people in the in the uh, village working alongside one another planting trees back in there to get it back to where it's supposed to be uh, another one another big program was the schoolhouse in 1991 they rebuilt the schoolhouse after um, the uh, war with the uh, Contras and uh, so we uh, have are, are continuing to and have raised money uh, for this uh, we also um, that was in uh, 1990 and uh, no, in 1990, they raised the money uh, to build the desks and things because the kids didn't have any desks. And then in 91, they rebuilt the schoolhouse. And also in uh, 92, uh, we raised money for uh, a second schoolhouse that didn't have any windows or doors in it. And this was very difficult because the teachers couldn't leave anything in there, you know, in impoverished countries uh, of people when they don't have anything do ha help themselves sometimes Just borrow, it. Uh, borrow it and uh, so they now have doors and windows on the second schoolhouse um, as long as we're on the the uh, theme of education may I talk about our high school students down there yes do that I'm, I'm just so thrilled about this this program down there we have taken up donations from people asking them if they would like to help send a child to high school there is no high school in Teotihuacan. The children have to go to Jalapa, and because it's too far away to come back and forth, um, they the the children have to board. So it's very expensive for the families down there to uh, uh, pay for boarding their children out. So now we are consequently many many children, uh, or I should say, very few children, got to go to high school. So we have taken up donations and uh, are asking for donations uh, of people, even if five, ten dollars a month would like to help send these children to, to high school. This last December, we, we had enough to send 18. Their school starts in March and, and goes around until December, and then they have their summer vacation, what they call their, their vacation. So we're, we're just real thrilled with this, and, and the last that we heard, all 18 are doing well. Isn't that great? Mm -hmm. What uh, what title do you bear there? I was interested in what they call you. They call me, well, some of them call me Senora, yeah. and some of them just call me Emmy. Most people just call me Emmy, or some say Senora Emmy. Uh -huh. Well, but uh, didn't you tell us the other day that uh, you were called some other name? The oh, the ones that went went down there, the people that were helping them. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> well, it was it was a name that I. Oh, um, about the cooperative. Yes. Oh, well, tell us about the cooperative. That's right. interesting too. My purpose of going down, Dave Harmon asked if I would go down and teach the women in Teotihuacan uh, to do something where they could make some money. Uh, they they. It's just uh, it's just almost unbelievable to know the the little amount of money these people have, and um, so I went down with the idea of teaching them how to sew things so that they can be sold. The second day we were there, we formed the cooperative, and they named it Cooperativa Safras de M. 
So when I went in the next morning and saw this into the cooperative building where we were working, when I saw this sign that said Cooperativa Satis de Emi, I turned to Kathy Wesley, my buddy who goes down with me, and I said, what does that say? What does that say? <laughs> and she explained that it said Cooperative Stitches of Emi. <laughs> so that's what the cooperative is named. The, the ladies have done very well. Um, we started out with um, 44 ladies uh, just piling into the building wanting to take part in this program. And um, before we were finished, we were down to, oh, about 20, I think, uh, because many of them could not take that much time away from their housework, for one thing. Many of them have children that have to be watched all day and, and uh, little children, and there are not uh, uh, babysitters, perhaps, uh, available for them. So at any rate, uh, it went down uh, to about 15 or 20 um, last year. Now, uh, having uh, six months difference, uh, uh, when we came back and six months later going back, it was down to 15 real steady people who are sewing daily, uh, making things uh, that we have to have sent back here by anyone who goes down. We cannot mail things back and forth. There's no way at all that we can ship them. Uh, someone goes down, we send fabric and uh, equipment with them. When they come back up, they bring what the ladies have made, and then we sell them here. You displayed some of those at the Homemakers Club Friday, mm -hmm. and it's wonderful the way they make those things out of little tiny scraps and make something that's that's treasured. Yes, and, and um, they, they like what they make. They like what they make, and often they would like to keep what they make, but um, the, the money part is, <laughs> is very interesting to them, too, and they are so appreciative of everyone who has helped on this program. My students uh, in my CMC classes and, and my good friends all over the valley have helped so much in donating uh, uh, scraps of fabric, uh, fabric that they had bought years ago perhaps and intended to make a dress or a coat or a suit or something and uh, found that they don't want that now. So they have donated that and threads and, 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 and uh, embroidery floss, just all kinds of things. And these we take down in big suitcases, and then we've filled the suitcases back up with the projects that they have made and bring them back here. Uh, you also taught them how to save money, how to uh, save a part of what they earn. And uh, at first they didn't understand that the money in the bank was their money. Right. Uh, when we uh, suggested to them that, that they would uh, uh, put one-fourth of what they made in back into the cooperative so that they would have some seed money. Uh, they, they didn't quite understand that. They do have farming cooperatives down there, and, and, and some of them who had taken part in those cooperatives perhaps understood better. But at any rate, we had uh, quite a problem, Kathy and I, um, explaining to these ladies that this money was not being uh, put in the bank uh, uh, and just wasting away there that it was waiting for them when they needed to spend it for equipment and um, more fabrics and things like that. So they're really learning how to earn money, how to save it, mm -hmm. and how to use it. Yes, and uh, um, I think they're doing a, a great job. They, they are also very saving of the materials, even the little scraps of materials. And um, they don't throw anything away. 
even the smallest scraps they stay they save perhaps to stuff something or um, in in the pieces they in the uh, projects that they piece together and can use little tiny scraps well they use their they use the littlest scrap that they can get the most out of <laughs> they they're very original and uh, the things they make are very colorful their ideas are fantastic yes uh, we <coughs> We kept asking them to think of things that they would like to make that would be typical of Nicaragua. Uh, I did a lot of research before I went down on the art of Nicaragua, hoping that I could see some of the needle arts, perhaps, uh, in books here that would give me a clue as to what these ladies could do, but I couldn't find anything in spite of a lot of research. Um, so I was... Uh, I, I went down with the idea that we would start out with hot pads and placemats, and that way uh, we could see the capabilities of these ladies. And from that, we have graduated to stuffed animals and aprons and blouses and um, just all kinds of uh, napkins and napkin crocheted napkin rings, all of that sort of thing. M a great variety, don't you think? Yes, uh -huh. a very nice variety. Uh, we, we wanted a variety so it wouldn't be just one or two items that, that uh, they had to keep making over and over. I did take down a loom that Sue Hackinson of the weaving shop donated, and um, uh, they, they are making woven bookmarks. And uh, we're out of those right now, but I hope they have a good supply of them by the when time we get down again. there ag again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, tell us about you fording the river. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming um, the last December. Well, it was January when when we were coming back. Uh, the night we before we were to leave, it rained all night long. And as I would wake every once in a while with the sound of the rain on the roof, I thought, Oh boy, we're going to be uh, wading mud to our knees. But I was surprised the next morning to find that it wasn't very muddy. There were puddles around, but evidently their soil is uh, very absorbent because uh, uh, there were no big lakes of, of water. We were to meet the, the bus, the, the truck that uh, would come to take us out at 8 o'clock, and we waited and waited and waited. No truck came. Pretty soon, uh, one of the men from the truck came walking up the road, and the truck was at the river, but the river was too deep to ford. The rain had, had caused the river to rise. So nothing to do, but we had to, to, to walk to the river and ford the river to get to the truck. <laughs> and um, uh, the, the, all my ladies went with me. The, these lovely people uh, are with me so constantly, and, and they uh, each time I've been down there, both times I've been down there, they, they're right with me until the truck pulls out. So they walked down to the, the river with all of, all of uh, we who were leaving, and as I started to cross the river, they, they shouted, No, Senora Emmy, no, no. <laughs> and um, uh, I did wait out, and, and I was doing okay until I got into the real strong current. And you know how it is when you're in the Where river and you, you can't lift the leg and move it forward? And so the mayor of the town came to my rescue and got me on across the river. <laughs> and then you loaded into a truck like a herd of, of sheep or cattle <laughs> and stood up for two hours or more. Yes, until we get back to Esteli. Uh -huh. Well, as I say, you get a lot of scenery that way. <laughs> but imagine standing up when we, when we fuss, though, and our buses are crowded, to be standing <laughs> up in an open truck and traveling yeah. hours. <laughs> um, sometimes people ask me uh, how we raise money for these projects. Yes. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Five minutes. Okay. 
uh, we do many, many things. We have had dances, silent auctions, um, uh, just all kinds of things. We're having a big yard sale on the uh, 15th of uh, May at Sayer Park. So uh, if anybody wants to donate anything to the yard sale, they can uh, call Dave Harmon up on campus, 945 um, 7481 and arrange to have it picked up or they can bring it to Sayer Park on Friday afternoon and we'd be glad to have that. This is to, for, uh, this is to make money for uh, the projects that will be going on down there this next year and um, one of them is hopefully doing something for these high school seniors as far as transportation is concerned, uh, getting them to and from. You have done so much, not only for Glenwood Sister City, you've done a lot for Glenwood. Oh, well, and thank all the you. classes you've had. And uh, what pleases me is that you started going to CMC and worked very hard to get your education, and now you are sharing your education with the rest of us. Well, it's, really it's, it's been a, a wonderful experience in life for me. You have been listening to Emmy. She has, she is planning a trip now to Nicaragua and to the sister, Glenwood sister city on KDNK, this I remember. And when she comes back, she'll have more memories to share with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit CarbondaleHistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at CarbondaleHistory.org. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Subscribe.